Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. It's designed to get us into God's Word for a little bit each day, and that's a good thing, about 12 minutes or so, and in doing so to help keep us focused on our spiritual lives, upon our souls, upon our relationship with God. And it also helps us to grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to have a better framework or, or framework in our mind, a mindset to take on the day from a more positive and spiritual perspective. Now, you know, I know there are people in your life, I can virtually guarantee every one of you has somebody in your life, and probably a number of people in your life, who need to change their thinking, who need to change their focus on life, who need to turn their life around, become more spiritually focused, and again, start to think about their relationship with God. You know people who really need to turn their life around. God's Word can help them along that line. You may help somebody get on the right path that ultimately will lead them to heaven by starting to share these short studies with them passing them on to them. Now, you can do that through Facebook friends. You can do that through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But in sharing these short studies, who knows? You may turn a life around, at least be the start of that life turning around, for eternity, for good. So share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. Make up your mind and share. We're getting toward the end of our study that we've been looking at, talking about those two opposing influences in our lives that are always there. One is God through Jesus Christ, and that's motivated by love for us. He, he is trying to influence us to follow him, to come to him so that we can be with him for all of eternity. God created us in his own image with a soul, so we are unique from everything else that he created. He loves us so much that he sent his son to that cross to die to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. That's how much God loves us. His influence is motivated by love. The other influence is exactly the opposite, and that's the devil himself, Satan. And he is trying to lead us away from God into sin. Sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59 in verse 2. And I think it's right for us to say the devil hates God. The only way he can hurt God is to pull people created in God's own image away from him and into eternal condemnation in hell. He does that through temptations leading us into sin. Hatred is his motivation. So it's love or hate. Which is it in your life? Are you following the influence of a loving God? Or are you following the influence of a hate-filled devil? Satan himself. You're following one or the other. There's no middle road. You make up your mind each day. Which, which will be the driving influence in your life? Well... God so loves us that he sent his only begotten son into this world as the Savior to die for us, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. John 3 and verse 16, Romans 5 and verse 8, 1 John 3 and verse 16, 
1 John 4, verses 9 and 10. He made him who knew no sin, that is Jesus Christ, to be sin for us, that is to bear the guilt of the sins of all mankind. But now we get that down to a personal application. He bore your sins and my sins on his body as he hung on that cross and died to pay the price for our guilt, our sin guilt. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. Before Jesus went to that cross, he gave a new commandment, and that is that we are to love one another as he has loved us. By this all will know that we are his disciples or followers or true Christians by the love that we have for one another. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. We need to learn that lesson that we not only should desire to be the recipients of God's love, but we also ought to exemplify his love to everybody around us and particularly to our brothers and sisters in Christ, our true brothers and sisters in Christ. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, John wrote, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest or are obvious, recognizable. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. And then in verse, in, in verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So God wants us to put our love for each other into action, into action. Now, verse 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death or is dead spiritually. In chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 of 1 John, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. And then verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. You know, we're supposed to be seasoning salt in the world around us. We're supposed to be shining lights of the truth, the gospel of, G of, 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 of uh, Jesus Christ, the way to salvation. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Our love is fundamental to letting our Christian lights shine. Love. That should be the motivating force the influence that is driving our daily living, our daily lives. Is it for you? The opposite is hate. The hate that is instigated and is authored by the devil himself. He is the author of that self-destructive emotion. Hatred instigated by the devil is condemned repeatedly in the scriptures. Look at Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 17. And here we read, You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. And then we look at 
Numbers chapter 35, and notice the direct references to hatred being the motivating force behind these violent actions. Numbers chapter 35, verses 20 and 21. If he pushes him out of hatred, or while lying in wait, hurts something at, hurls something at him so that he dies, or in enmity strikes him with his hand so that he dies, the one who struck him shall surely be put to death. He is a murderer. Wow, strong language, isn't it? We need to pay attention. In Deuteronomy chapter 19, verses 11 and 12, we read similarly, that you should, uh, then you shall do to him as he, Deuteronomy chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. I was reading the wrong verse, I'm sorry. If anyone hates his neighbor, lies in wait for him, rises against him, and strikes him mortally, that is to kill him, to murder him, so that he dies and he flees to one of these cities, then the elders of this city shall send and bring him from there and deliver him over to the hand of the avenger of blood that he may die. Did you notice that hatred was the motivating force behind these violent actions of murder? Hatred is something we really cannot let abide in our in our lives, we must not let it develop, and if it does rear its ugly head, we must put it away quickly and effectively. We look at the psalmist in Psalm 109. Psalm 109, and I want us to read verses 3 and 5. Psalm 109 and verses 3 and 5. Let me turn over there. Okay, verses 3 and 5. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my, they are my accusers, but I, myself to, I give myself to prayer. Thus, they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. How sad. But that is the way of a lot of people, isn't it? We might really try to be good toward them, act righteously before them, try to be good to them, try to love them, show them love, and they may hate us. And it's difficult at times for us to figure out why would they hate us when we're trying to be loving toward them. The Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. And then in verse 18 of that same 10th chapter of Proverbs, whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. I assume the hiding of the hatred is somebody lying when they really harbor hatred in their heart for somebody, but saying, oh no, I don't, I don't hate that person. I love that person. But all the while, they hate them. And their words and their actions toward that person and about that person, they really bespeak their hatred for that person. In Proverbs 15, beginning with verse 17, we read this, better is a dinner of herbs or vegetables where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. 
Wow, then a fatted calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays or puts aside contention. My, my, we need to be so careful because the devil is skillful and he can lead us into hatred if we're not if we're not watchful and careful and alert we need to control our emotions we need to recognize that love the love of god should be our motivating influence in our lives and we should always be on guard against the hatred of the devil to lead us away from god and into all kinds of unrighteousness including hatred let's pray together Father in heaven, thank you for your love for us, and thank you for showing it, demonstrating it to us so abundantly and so continuously. Guide us, Father, to show our appreciation to you for your love by loving you, but also by living in your love and evidencing that, letting it be a mirror from us, your love being mirrored in our life toward everybody around us. Guide us in this, Father, we pray. Guide us, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.